So what are we talking about today, Elias? Today is a topic I'm very fond of. I want to want to talk to you. It's about hard versus soft skills or hard and soft skills. Okay. What are these and what, but what's the difference and why people uh, put more weight on the one mm-hmm. and just ignore the other because they think if I got the hard skills, the other things come automatically. Well, the jobs I had, uh, a lot of the hard skills were, okay, if you do accounting, lawyer, uh, plumber and stuff like this, you do your trade courses, you go to university. Mm. But there's also some jobs where, you, okay, you've done that, but then you also do op- on-the-job training. So a lot of these hard skills or refining your skills for that job, mm-hmm. sometimes we have we used to have in different jobs I had was a little uh, document, which uh, like a procedure document. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, okay, every week this needs to be done, every month this needs to be done, reconciliations or mm-hmm. um, to log into this application, we usually check or print these reports. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of uh, written out in a like a procedure manual. Hmm. especially in government jobs where you know you sometimes you're changing position hmm. so even though you've done your university course you've done your accounting or something hmm. like this it's like a, you have your basic skills but then for this specific job you need your hard skills which this document helps you with hmm. so I guess we there's a lot of um, emphasis on hard skills and always improving these procedures hmm. but what happens when you get a promotion because I've, I've had a few people that, uh, you know, they do their job really well. Mm. They've mastered it. Maybe they've been there for a little while and then they get promoted. Mm. And guess what skills they need then? They need the soft skills. And sometimes they're mm. lacking. Lots of talking, um, managing. And um, in my in my job job experience, the manager, he has this false pretense. He said, okay, I'm the manager now. And he thinks everything is now automatically and that's not the case not yet we just try to figure out many automation mm-hmm. but uh, if you interact with person humans employers they make mis- they make mi- they make mistakes or different and everything little changes and uh, in my in my position now we are like an outsourced company yeah and uh, we are the front office and uh, the um, our responsibilities in-house, they're called a facility management, and they only coming when there's a problem. Hardly they ever come um, and okay, so they you gotta do a good job. Especially with this Corona change, we're like our our structure changed a, a lot of, and uh, more people work remotely. But they're all like a bunch coming here. And, uh, you know, you need to check everyone who's come here to, yeah, to, you know, to make sure they're not, like, positive, something like that. So, okay. and, uh, I, s- they, like, if, if I, if I was a manager, I'd acknowledge that and I'd say, come here once a, w- a couple of months, maybe, and say, hey, how, how, how is everything doing? What do you want? Nothing. Only when there's a problem and there's, like, a straightforward <laughs> Okay. There's like this old, old classical, old classical, say bully boss, bully boss, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is my way, and only that's just true." <laughs> and I mean, I that's a 
that's an example of how I, I take it as an example of how you'd not do that. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe. Okay. But I hope they're also good examples. Yeah, well, there's some good ones. Well, actually, I saw <laughs> came across Simon Sinek. He was talking um, about this topic. And he was talking about how he likes to maybe reword soft skills into human skills. So he's saying, you know, the skills like effective confrontation, empathy, and patience, they're not soft skills. He believes we should call them human skills. And they're hard to do, as we can see from, you know, when people get promoted and stuff like that. He's saying a lot of organizations, because he does a lot of organizational training, he's saying a lot of these organizations, they overlook uh, these, uh, I guess, the qualities of a good leader. So they don't place enough value on these interpersonal qualities, I guess. So he's saying that the uh, the company leadership suffers, then employee retention suffers, and then mm. in the end it's, you know, a two-day workshop and then a few documents, you know, it's not really good enough. Need mentoring or some further, further training. And at the end, um, a lack of leadership is also a weakens up the, the the company, the value of the company. And on the on the contrary, if really the the leadership is well, it, it's all beneficial to the company. I mean, then I'll I'll want to work more. I'm more effective at thinking about hey, how can I make this better place? But in a bad having a bad leader i don't i want as 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 least as possible interaction with the person mm-hmm. obviously well when i was looking at my bookshelf i was looking for some examples of books i've read and one book that I, that i grabbed which i read a few years ago actually I should try and read it again is uh this one by dale carnegie oh so how to win friends and influence people so it's over 70 years in print Mm. So this this book has, uh, you know, I think it was really popular back in the day. I think it was printed in when was it first printed? In the Great Depression in 1936. Oh, oh. it was pretty popular back then. I think it went through uh, 17 editions already in the in the first year. Sold a quarter of a million copies in in three months, and it's still pretty relevant today. But uh, a little bit about Carnegie, I think. Just before I go into a few points, and then we can maybe shed some examples. So I think Dale Carnegie, he came from Missouri, a rural Missouri, actually. And he worked his way through a number of uh, interesting jobs. And one of them was he was assigned as a teacher in public speaking at the YMCA. And during his time there, he he came up with some ideas and how to develop a personality that would invite success. I think we can come to a few of these in the book and it involved a lot of methods on how to connect with people on an emotional level mostly. Mm-hmm. So he said essentially the bottom line is about retooling your thinking and mastering the skills that he points out in this book. And of course, like our Toastmaster Club, it's practice, discipline and also daily affirmations mm-hmm. as well. So, But also like Toastmasters, once you have those skills and it's, it's automatic it kicks in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at the end, you you fall back if it's a problem or something like stressful situation, you fall back on on your training. Yeah. And uh, Toastmasters, yeah. like you um, handed out, it's it's brilliantly because uh, yeah, it train it trained it trains you the um, soft skills of communication mm-hmm. that way. So I think I'll have to read this book again, 
But uh, if yeah, you're, I think it's worth reading. Yeah, if you're like me, a little bit, uh, let's say, um, lazy. Uh, I have the audible version of that. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Mm. So let's have a look. So one mm. one thing he's saying, a key tip, is be interested in other people. As the saying goes, you know, people love being encouraged to talk about themselves. They love good listeners and those who seem to be genuinely interested in what they have to say. Mm. So he's saying to r- remember to keep it all about them and not you. Prioritize the other person kind of thing and, and listen. 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, not just like me, 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 and I'm that. And um, also, yeah, listens and then ask uh, ask questions Yeah. about something, about something which may be unclear and we're also interested. Because you never know if you're like a stranger and you ask questions, you could you never know where to what to what it can lead at the end. Yeah. Well, I had a colleague that like fifteenth uh, century history, fif- the okay. Middle Ages and stuff like this. <laughs> so I was like, "Ooh, this is." Uh, I'll show interest because <laughs> uh, so I enjoyed his stories and his. Uh, you know, it's very knowledgeable. This is mm-hmm. a hobby. Like I have other hobbies too. So. It's uh, always nice to know something new, but you know it's not every day that you have a colleague which is interested and in well, studying mm-hmm. history and talking about the I'm the Middle Ages at front office. You know, I'm a when I work, you know, you 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 see the people, you see the you see the stuff coming and going, and then you know you just talk, and they're like some some of them really. There was one guy working at the service desk and. Uh, we're talking. I told him about my 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 plans, going back to school in the IT sector, and he was like, "Oh, you need to you need this book. Go to talk because and he gave me a very good book recommendations." Okay. And it was helping. Now, if I if I weren't active and didn't approach him, and we didn't have a conversation, I, I would never, in that way, uh, go there. I didn't know that, and um, I mean, going in school. I was very keen into history and the social uh, called Sozialkunde in, in German, like a subject. Yeah, okay. Sociology, so just a mix of history and sociology. Yeah. And um, through that lead me to like try to study study history for for three semesters I did that. Mm-hmm. And that lead me to to cultural anthropology to get a better understanding of um people in that. Okay. And that led me to Toastmasters. Oh, nice. But uh, and, and it's always a good journey. It's always listening. Yes, good to yes, hear yes. Journeys. I'm a little bit. It's just like a German, German, me, German meaning to settle the horse from the back backside. You know, I don't know in English. Ah, the house from hinten of settling. Ah, okay. Saddle a horse from the back. Yeah, like. Or sit on a horse backwards, maybe. Hmm. Oh no, you got me. <laughs> okay, well, it's we'll, uh, we'll you know I, I start I start my, my journey starts with the soft skills. Ah, uh, okay. And now with data science, um, I get it. I need to get I need to get the, the hard skills part. Ah, uh, okay. So getting into the coding and coding maths more. And stuff yes, like yes. Oh, I yeah, use okay. that, but it's okay. a life's full of learning. Yeah, always always learning. Never stop learning. Mm-hmm. All right, another uh, recommendation is to don't criticize, condemn, or complain. So it always seems easier said than done, of course, but uh, these are the three C's often help them 
uh, often help people get off steam. You know, you can easily, if the pressure's on, just to criticize, condemn, and complain against something that's happened. Or you, you know, typical smokers, they go outside and they have a complain and talk. And, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy did this and that and that. So, but this takes practice to um, not to do that. Should try and think about nice things to say, and of course, this will turn into. Yeah, you, it'll change your energy from negative to positive, and it it draws people in, including even clients and uh, more more colleagues. Uh, how would you how would you criticize differently? So I had an example where one of my team leaders, or I guess we could say, yeah, a team leader, somebody did something wrong, and then straight away she came back from smoking and started <laughs> going off at him. Mm. and started saying his name like uh, shouting his name out and then it's like totally criticizing like I told you not to do it like this I told you to do it like that and then we're all in the same room mm. so we're all like you know the awkward situation where we're like uh. mm. and I'm thinking because mm. I've been a Toastmasters I'm like this is not even the basics of uh, you know it's also with your tone mm. such as walking in shouts the name out And already straight away going into a confrontation, and then uh, with the tone of ah, "it's your fault" kind of thing, mm -hmm. I would have come in and said, "Ah, uh, just got one or such and such. I just got one one point. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the great work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I know this morning was a bit uh, this morning was a bit stressful, but uh, please keep in mind when we're um, uh, looking at sending packages or something to this country." Uh, outside the EU, please remember that we need uh, some certificates and we need to chase it up before we mm. uh, send it off. So I just saw that this morning and I just wanted to remind you just so in future. Mm. We can write it down so you can see it. And But thanks for your work, you know. I know when I first started, I also missed this a few mm. times. And see how it's totally changed? It's um, totally changed from confrontation. I'm also giving an example. I'm, I'm showing... A bit of empathy. I'm mm -hmm. um, showing that I understand the situation. Okay, the morning was busy, mm -hmm. and that there was a mistake was made. Nice. You you're like soft on soft on the person, but hard on the problem. Try yeah. to be. Yeah. So I'm trying mm. to solve the problem for next time that it doesn't happen. Mm. So I don't really want to get in that situation where I'm criticizing. I always want to focus on the solution. I think the Harvard is like a the Harvard Harvard way of um, effective feedback. I got it. I got it from from um, one Toastmaster, and um, it's it's sim it's similar to the to the feedback uh, feedback way uh, we're having at Toastmasters in a sandwich sandwich, sandwich method. Okay. Um, so it's basically you 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 start you start with like you start with a positive, then you put a, an improvement, which is then the idea yeah, to to improve the improve the the mistake made. And then you end also you end back by one or two positive feedbacks, so that the recipient at the end um, feels like, hey, I'm I'm a valued employee. I make mistake. I know what I'm. I know what I did. I know how to improve it and to make it better the next time. Mm -hmm. But that should be. But that's yes. unfortunately it, it's a and well in the you need to practice of course need to practice and. Uh, Yeah, many in the in corporate way they they got it from their boss and they got it from their their boss and they it's just a letter and they they think they they have this degree and they think they're that and then 
They think they're all set up. Yeah. They know what to do. Hmm. Fortunately. I was always I, learning. I, but I, I met w- one in the um, one really like, high manager. And you could see from his like appearance, charisma, that uh, he was like a leader. And I remember like there's like maybe like a small, uh, a boy guy like uh, applied for an internship position, an inter- internship position. Yeah. And you know, because he was, he came to me at the reception, gave him the badge back, the guest badge, and then he went off. And like the man, he was like running the stairs. He said, where's the, where's the guy? Where's the person? Went there. And say I'm sorry. I want to personally, personally thank you for coming, taking your time, and being here. And I said, "Wow, okay, wow, it's good. That's a good leadership position." And mm-hmm. but he told me that he didn't know he, he didn't know about Toastmasters, but he told me that that he got that really put value value in person from from his family. Okay, um, yeah. Oh, we can always learn from wherever. <laughs> maybe that person learned it from somewhere else, or yeah. maybe they went to a. Uh, Dale Carnegie uh, exactly, exactly. read the book. Exactly. Ho- so. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, what's the next one we got? Ah, you know, find common ground and put the differences aside. That's a bit, you know, be hard on the problem, soft on the person. Make an effort to see and understand your client's point of view. That's a buzzword, empathy. Yeah. Big word, empathy. Empathy, empathy, is not uh, it's not the same as pityness. Empathy is from like a neutral point of view to think what could my other guest, my other interview partner, other person be thinking or doing. Mm-hmm. It takes patience and digging deeper, but it's ultimately tactic to win your client. Could be in business, could be also a person you have an argument with. I mean, like a, you're. A member of sport, maybe in sport, mm-hmm. something is on like shouting, and uh, that's 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 a good way. I use it. I use it a lot uh, in my time as a translator when I got hired. Okay. So it, it's important that you put on the. You can. It's important to understand. That, for example, this person is very very angry or very shy and in his wording that I'm able. You also uh, change it in the other language, in that matter, in that sense, in that severeness. Okay, um, but em- this difficult. one, this <laughs> is difficult. But this em- um, empathy, or you know, to what's what's the meaning to put yourself in another another shoes? Yeah, that's a very beneficial point for me. A mm-hmm. long time to know the way, so to a little bit to understand how the other person would, why. Why is the other person behaving like that in that way? And uh, mm-hmm. then I can still decide. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to and look for that uh, confrontation, or to say, okay, no, it, there's. I understand. There's no need to it. Yeah, I had the situation when I was working in a large organization where there was a bit of uh, tension between different teams. Mm. So sometimes you'd have to be like, uh, what's our area of joint focus? As opposed to our different different teams, different mm. maybe uh, different areas in the organization, mm. but we need to focus on the end goal, which is supporting the client. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's uh, very important. Sometimes some teams, they clash together. Um, mm. Maybe they don't share information sometimes, which they should, mm. which would benefit the client. Uh, maybe uh, sometimes the internal client manager is not updated properly because some teams mm. feel, oh, I want this information for myself. So I think it's important to to think about why you're there. You're there to support the customer or the client and you should be working, trying to work together and sharing the team, working as a team, even though you might be in different teams within organizations. So I only know hard, I'm very hardly companies or managers who really think, think that way. Maybe they are too stressed or they're too much. But they're well, maybe it depends on how your KPIs are, yeah. <laughs> KPIs are configured. <laughs> should be, should be the way. Yeah. 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 Alrighty. Another thing is you can't win an argument. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, well, nobody, especially a client, wants to be told they're wrong. So especially your your colleagues. So nobody wants to be humiliated or forced to lose face. Uh, so instead of being stubborn and insisting you're right, be respectful of others' opinions. Otherwise, think of it this way: even if you win, you lose. Mm-hmm. So I think this is very important, especially interculturally or even not interculturally even within the organization I maybe mean, you think your procedure is correct or you would have done something another way then I mean, there's there's your 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 right way there's my right way and there's the official right way yeah. but it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter only maybe in few in few points coming from it's you no know, the math background you need to make it like bulletproof mm-hmm. you need to you need to give your especially in the in the client in the client uh, client area you need to really to make the proof that way that it's really like undermined with lots of numbers or lots of numbers a lot of like proof so that's a bit but still it isn't a guarantee that your client like that Mm-hmm. And you still have to respect it that uh, it's not in his interest. Alrighty. What mm-hmm. else we got? Mm-hmm. Uh, smile. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes, this is a big one. That's a, that's a challenge. <laughs> Smiling is powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, from the inside sales, uh, when I was yeah, doing, doing sales on the phone, there was a saying, you need to smile because the... Also, the client also sees your smile on the other on the other hand of the yes. telephone. But <laughs> smiling is powerful. Yes, it boosts you your mood and confidence autom- in that way, mm-hmm. and it will smiling will attract people because no one wants like a person face down, talking all the time like negative. He wants a person who's cheerful, who's energy energy energyful, and especially now with the upcoming spring, a warm person. Mm-hmm. As easy as it is to smile, we often forget to do it. I'm feeling also guilty of do of that, or feel too stressed out to allow it. Remind yourself often to smile. Before long, it will come naturally. It's true, but think it's also a process. Since you're comfortable going along, and if you're like happy intrinsic intrinsically, so okay, then you're. Automatically, like smiling at person. I myself, I mean, depend if the person is. I mean, 
it's a way of energy. If if, you, if, if per, I like the person that way, like I naturally like smile mm -hmm. uh, seeing him because I want to see him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, on Zoom calls these days, you gotta because uh, sometimes you gotta look at your photo, then you gotta different. smile a bit, and then you can see the white, and you know, oh, it makes a difference. It's different, but I'm uh, I'm going a lot of I'm taking a lot of public public transportation and. It's a pity. It's a pity that this this one should be this one should be an ad. This one should be at every tram bus door, so uh, everyone who enters like sees this and uh, change. Well, it will change. <laughs> it will. It won't change the world, but it will maybe change yeah. change the city a bit, a bit in a good direction. Then okay. <laughs> yeah, when I think back to some old uh, work colleagues, or some of them used to never smile. So if if I'd have to, um, I remember one colleague. I'd always, uh, or sometimes you would go to this area, then you'd have a talk with the different uh, people in the team, mm -hmm. and then maybe this person wasn't at the desk. Uh, whenever this person wasn't at the desk, it was a different atmosphere. When this person was at the desk mm -hmm. and had four or five people in kind of like a close proximity, the atmosphere was a lot more tense. Ooh. Okay. And this person didn't smile so much. It was always like very uh, stringent kind of mm. regime there. But when this person wasn't there and I was walking past and then I'd <laughs> engage, people would smile and then I'd stay for a little bit, talk, you know, mm -hmm. get to know my colleagues. But um, yeah, this person never smiled. So when you had to do a, a project or mm -hmm. uh, discuss some issues about some uh, something, a uh, project or some about some clients... Yeah, it was always very. Uh, there's a lot of tension, and there's a little bit. Uh, how can I say that? It's a bit. It wasn't comfortable to approach mm -hmm. this person because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, are they in a bad mood today, or they never smile? So, you know, am I interrupting their work day? So he was more like person to person level. He took. Er, er, could I could I write that he was taking the problem much on a personal level? Every time, or yeah, well, you just didn't feel comfortable to approach this person because they never mm. smiled or smiled very rarely, and then it wasn't a comfortable to approach them and discuss. So you'd always hes hesitate, like, "Oh, when's the best time to go?" Oh. I know that. I know. Uh, then you think, try and think about something to say in the smallest amount of time, which I'd <laughs> understand, so you wouldn't be wasting your breath. Or you start on, a, on, a, on a emailing or whatsapping so you're oh. writing. You would start with an email, word it nicely and then you wouldn't get a reply. <laughs> so then sometimes you just have to go for a little walk and say, oh, just remind hard. them and it's then, hard. yeah. So smiling I think is very important because as you can see, like um, it already adds a negative vibe to the, to the work environment. Then mm -hmm. it could lead to people leaving because if they have to do more work with this person, then they wouldn't want to work definitely, there anymore. Def def definitely. Yeah. Smile. So you can see how this not smiling and maybe being short with people could roller coaster and lead to a lot of conflict in although the organization. He, although he could be, he, he could be a good asset. Although he could, he, he could uh, know the hard skills very good, very good at his job on his, his task. But uh, uh, he had a challenge dealing with people. That's a bit well, that's the challenge today. Like, um, I think most companies mm. would choose somebody who can do the job pretty well, but they have mm. good soft skills. But that's a one in a hundred. So they would. Uh, mm. I think I was watching uh, Navy SEALs talk about this. 
they're not going to take the top bloke who has all the hard skills. Mm. They want to take the guy who's maybe a little bit high mid-range, mm. who has the soft skills. Trust is there. Mm. And they they would get better outcomes with the team. Mm. So this was a um, an issue that they... That I, I remember, I can't remember exactly now. But I mean, going going back at this, uh, how, how to win, how to win friends. What's the, the book? title of the book? How to win friends and influence people. I mean, even even if, I mean, even if you don't want to, don't want to, I mean, don't want to do a course or seminar. Even people who don't have that much time, um, different obligations. Just like I think, just this reading, reading or listening to this book. Um, labels are the the some things we already mentioned, and it's also like a will also improve Im improve on your way of dealing with people, mm -hmm. and also like strengthening your human skills or soft skills, like we still tend to say. And uh, it's also like Simon Sinek would like her, um, human skills. Humans, I mean, he's <laughs> he's he is style. We have what's what's the company? It's called Human Human. What's the, what's HR Human Resources? HR Human Resources. Yes. But you know, I'm I'm still I'm I'm applying to uh, some positions, and I I don't even get an I don't even get any some of some of, from some companies. I don't even get a response. I tell yeah, them, hey, what's what's, style. what's uh what's organization? What's the comp? What's I mean, you, you, the human resources represented represent their company. Yes. Like I'm representing the company at the front office. Mm -hmm. But what what representation is this if I don't even get a re response and I make the effort to apply? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I noticed that in Germany, that's a German thing. Like in Australia, you would mm -hmm. get uh, normally you'd get uh, an email or s some notification say, "Thank you for your application and applying." Mm -hmm. We'll process the applications and get back to you um, if you've been selected for interview. Mm -hmm. And then normally, if you don't, if you do get selected, they ring you up. Uh, you have an appointment, then uh, uh, multiple people get interviewed, and then mm -hmm. they'll choose someone. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks later, they will send out an email and say, "Thank you for your application. The process is done." Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time, they do that, That's a good or they just leave it open just in case that person doesn't work out, and then they can. <laughs> and then they can uh, ask the next person. Still, there's no communication. So, yeah, but normally they would say, thank you for your application and stuff like <laughs> this. <laughs> I did nothing. But I noticed that in Germany. A lot of people say that in Germany. Mm. It's very strange that they have yeah, it's silence. Really? It's just like silence. You see an application, you apply, especially when I was first here in Germany. Mm. And uh, a lot of people say this. This is uh, the silence from companies when you apply for a position. Yes. That's a, and that's, Not that's even bad. Yes. That's bad. I, imagine, I could be a I could be a customer sometime, or I could be mm -hmm. a client, potential. I could be also some person, a guy recommending um, this company. But yeah. I don't. But well, that's about leadership again. Management who just don't see the the fully put picture, and don't have or don't want to invest in the soft skills. Mm -hmm. So one other tip from this book. How to win friends? Uh, how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie is remember names. Oh, big one! That's so, a big one. Yeah, what helps me is I usually try and write the names down. I know in, in your internal email, usually you have a, a name and you have the photo, which is mm -hmm. helpful. But uh, especially when you when you first join a company or you have people coming in, even at Toastmasters, when somebody when the new guests arrive. Mm -hmm. 
guests come in, I usually write the name on the agenda. Mm-hmm. So then I have the names on the agenda and then towards the end of the meeting, I can just review the names if I forgot them. Mm-hmm. And then I can say, oh, Sarah, hey, how did you like the meeting? Thanks for coming. Our next meeting is such and such. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think it's it's also an example in this book. There's a, was a politician and uh, the politician... Um, He had the same. He has the same. Um, the same way he met a met a potential voter, and he was talking to him. And what did what he done? He put the name and a small, just a small information about about this person. And he had the book with him, and it was a good, very good way because a couple of months, half a year, a year later, he could remember the person. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're like a politician and you got you're dealing with many fri- many people, yeah, it uh, it turned out very good, and mm-hmm. they were like they were were very uh, positively surprised. Hey, you, you remember me? And that's a very yeah. big thing. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's human nature, isn't it? So we we tend to like people who who remember our names and use it in conversation. Um, you know, when some people say, "Oh yeah, so how's this going?" But when they say, "Oh, harm, yeah, how's how's things going?" I'm like, oh. Like I have a soccer trainer who, mm. wh- what do you call it? Like a coordinator. Mm. And it, he would always ask me week after week <laughs> my name. <laughs> <laughs> But I also noticed this when we did a, a two-day work camp. Mm. Uh, two-day camp, sorry. And he's always asking some of the some of the new trainers their names <laughs> like on the second day. So I'm like, oh, I have to teach him how to, uh, to remember names. But... Um. You know, if you use someone's name throughout a conversation, especially when you get to meet them at a conference or something, you know, that's very powerful and people like that. Mm-hmm. I know it can be difficult, but, uh, yeah, I think you have to try and practice because practice makes perfect. That's it, that's it, that's learning, learning. And uh, especially with this, these times, we get, we get communica- communication in different channels. Mm-hmm. It uh, takes, would be more more often, it's, it has a different effect if you will learn than know the person and talk to him and know his name. Mm-hmm. It's uh, nice. I in couple of I got I got good feedback at the front office where I meet some uh, like um, partners of the company and I said, "Hey, you know from 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 this city, that company we talked to last time." And he was like, "Well, good that you remember me." Okay. Ah, small stuff, you know, make the day yeah, make the day a little bit more shiny. Anyway, just to sum up the basics of this mm-hmm. book, how to win friends and influence people. So, it's it's be positive. Smile, because smiles infectious, positive energy. Make people feel important, respected and heard. Also, clients and colleagues are attracted to people they can trust and who can offer emotional support. So I think this leads to a lot of, if I think back to my work experience and even at Toastmasters, it leads to a lot of uh, positive outcomes Mm. and long-lasting friendships. So Mm. I can recommend this book. Mm. And I think soft skills are important, just um, as important as hard skills. Because most hard skills, you you can learn them on the job, or you do your basic training, and then you can, as long as you do the job, you know, to the best of your ability. I think that's a booster. That's a career booster. Soft yeah. skills is the thing between, which makes uh, which makes really the one person you know, go and go for the career and climb up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Be better in 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 his in his in his uh, in his field, could be I could be any field could be construction could be IT could be culture could be engineering, sport whatever. Let's make a good leader. 
But unfortunately, sometimes good le- uh, the leaders that get promoted are the ones that have been there the longest. So uh, sometimes my experience mm. is, um, okay, you've been here the longest. So you, even though you don't have the leadership skills, mm. good leadership skills, we, uh, we, we just expect you to, to learn this on the job. So I've seen mm. a lot of this happen I hope um, change. I hope that's where people don't have the leadership skills, but they get promoted to the position because they've been there the longest. So oh. unfortunately, this happens uh, at a lot of I don't like companies. to work in that comp in that in that. Uh, no, well, that's why you, that's why you hear about it because <laughs> somebody's <laughs> going to share that information. <laughs> but there are places you can go, Elias. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, our to build and work on these skills. Um, our beloved uh, Toastmaster International Toastmaster organi- organization. Yes. Which um, well, which has a levels called the, the pathways, and the pathways are ex- learning experiences and. Uh, Pathways are um, self-paced programs, self-paced level where you can uh, explore and also grow with time. Yeah. Doing doing that doing that uh, levels, mm-hmm. and uh, it focuses on five core competences, which is public speaking. Um, public ske- speaking is just two ways. Public speaking is also it's could be like just you having a conversation with, with a small group of clients uh, but it also could also be you having a really a speech in front of audiences mm-hmm. could be up to thousands of people or it could be uh, giving uh, feedback from group work or something like this exactly in front exactly. of the whole uh, workshop exactly and yeah. uh, um, the second one is interpersonal communications mm-hmm. also a big big important uh, big important way because uh, most of our most of our communication are uh, interpersonally. Yes, we having. And uh, the third one is uh, strate- strategic leadership. Mm-hmm. And uh, leadership mustn't mustn't must not be automatically mean that you really have a your hardcore manager in a big company, but could also be leadership a family. Uh, you have a, a community organization. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer club, soccer club, exactly. Toastmasters exactly. as well. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like of course the management and the um, which and this practice turns out that you you get confidence, mm-hmm. confidence in these areas and confidence in your soft skills and also makes you a better person. In yes. the end, that's what we are. Like. We want to be like a better person, a better a better. Uh, better us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is uh, so public speaking, interpersonal communication, strategic leadership, management, and confidence. So yeah, you see a lot of uh, new members, and you see them grow, and then after six months to a year, you see a totally changed person. Mm-hmm. So they've grown in confidence. Also, you spoke about paths, and there's eleven paths at the moment in what we do. So you can choose and grow different skills. So mm-hmm. some of the paths are dynamic leadership. So I'm actually doing this one at the moment. And it's it's pretty good. You get mm-hmm. to learn uh, some good skills, get to learn how to give feedback. So you give speech, mm-hmm. give the same speech a few times, get feedback, and then do it again. So you're building also, I'm, I think I'm up to finishing the second level now. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've given a few speeches, got some feedback, also given evaluations. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else giving a speech so 
That's what I'm doing. Also, there's a second one is effective coaching. So that would be interesting for me, actually. So effective coaching. I haven't done that one yet. Also, we've got engaging humor. So that could be uh, how to find store, uh, humor in stories, in very, your personal very stories. Very important. Mm-hmm. There's also innovative planning. So that, that, these all sound very interesting, don't they? <laughs> then there's uh, leadership development. I guess we can do one after each other. Mm. And we also have uh, motivational strategies. Mm. We also got persuasive influence, presentation mastery, strategic relationships, team collaboration, and visionary communication. Great, great. Um, so you can see from these paths, you can you can really learn a lot. And I think already just reading them again, I'm I'm already excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish I had the time. I had, uh, I think, f- I mean, at Innovative Planning, I s- finished as the third. But the, the Toastmasters, um, the club experience, that's also a big benefit to you to like uh, the real corporate life. Is you can really also go for your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really good trusted 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 environment where you can where you can fail and it's okay. You're learning. Yeah. Learn by uh, doing. Exactly, exactly. So I think we did a past podcast on Toastmasters, but uh, mm. we can just touch on again before we finish. Yeah. So at Toastmasters, we have uh, you know basic meeting structures. There's usually three sections. So there's like a warm-up section, you have prepared speeches, and then you have a evaluation section where you give feedback on the role, on the speaking that you've done, mm. use of language, ahs and ums and mm. stuff like this. So at the... At the uh, in a normal meeting, you're going to fill these roles. So this is also practicing your leadership skills, being a facilitator, um, giving feedback to people, um, smiling, uh, inviting people up, introducing people, thanking people for giving a speech or doing a role. So there's a lot of things you can learn just from uh, welcoming roles. guests. Yes, Wel- very important welcoming guests, mm-hmm. and uh, even within toast toastmaster toastmaster clubs. Um, it's you. You can also have a glimpse on how a good club is or a club should be, whereas a club which isn't. I remember I went to a club, a big club in Düsseldorf. Mm-hmm. I thought I went there first time and I f- felt alone. Nobody there to to greet me. Nobody take to get taking care of me. Okay, it's also a big uh, affection. You know, you 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 enter a uh, place you don't you don't uh, you don't know. Yeah. And it's good, you know. There's and there's a role for that who welcomes you, who's taking care of you, and uh, yeah, small things, small soft skills, mm-hmm. small interpersonal things, yeah, which uh, makes it uh, makes it smooth. Yeah. So we have a introduction. Uh, you have the meeting role, sorry. Then you, we have some uh, like a joke of the day. We do a bit of a warm up. Mm. Then we have also impromptu speaking. Mm. So this is also good practice where somebody will call various members up to the front. Mm. They'll ask you a question and then you have to speak impromptly about this topic for one yes. to two minutes. Yes. So this is also a very great experience in um, being able to speak off the cuff, be comfortable in front of people doing it. Mm. So all the time, I remember one time at uh, soccer, our so-called team leader, I was managing and then our mm. captain, so to speak, was not there. So automatically, everyone called out my name to go up and <laughs> accept the runners-up trophy on behalf of the team. Mm. 
So of course I I wasn't prepared for this. So I I you know because I watch a lot of sport and stuff like this. Mm. I, that's all I knew. So all I knew from watching sports, people, Olympics and stuff like this all my life was to to thank the organization, thank the referees, mm -hmm. thank the opposition, thank my team for putting in a good performance. <laughs> and that's all I could so this is automatically so if I had Toastmasters, maybe I could have could have said it a little bit I probably would have yeah. said it similar, thanking all these mm -hmm. different organizations, but maybe I could have put more emphasis on There is a level exactly yeah. there is a level exactly on that on how to if you get the prize how to make it this, this small commencement or call small commencement speech mm -hmm. um which is so important uh, could be could be also good times but could be also there's there's a a grief um on a funeral something happens also important to how to give a speech yes how to give and in what in what structure yeah and um, yeah could be could be that like uh, you you're winning something Uh, but could be also, yeah, your your boss wants to wants to know something, and then you need to okay start you know for preparation, give him a good structured manner, the the content or what she what you ask, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, lots of ways, a lot lots of ways training, lots yeah. of ways training on that. Uh, just you know we need to get, I think we need to get more on talking instead of texting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially now with the uh, digital. Yeah, everything's digital, yeah. and uh, even chat. You have work chats now, and emails, and yeah. but anyway. So Toastmasters, you can also give prepared speeches, and then also the third section of a meeting is you give feedback. So there are people who listen to the speech, and then they also have to go up and present in front of the audience what they thought about the speech mm -hmm. and where where can the person improve. So uh, I think there's there's v a variety of different options and different learning mm. experiences you can get from Toastmasters which will help you build your human skills which can carry over into life in your job in your local club so in every way in every yeah. in every in every way communication you are yeah but anyway there's not a book review but <laughs> I think I can recommend the uh, how to win friends and influence people to help with the uh, human Definitely. skills And just to go back quickly, uh, some of the points from the book. So be interested in other people. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. You can't win an argument. Emphasize the things you agree on. Smile. Remember names. And if you want to practice these, check out your local Toastmasters public speaking club. That'll help a lot. Any other words, Elias? Smiling. I think that, that's the that's the way, but I what I what I took because that's something I a little bit missed um, myself. So smiling, yes, yes, definitely today. The sun is shining. All right, the sun is shining. We're smiling off. <laughs> Catch you later. Ciao, ciao.